Crime Scene and Cupcakes is an independent podcast created in the Anchor app, funded mainly through advertising. The podcast often has coarse language and disturbing content. Please listen wisely. Hey guys, it's Marianne, dog mom, baker, true crime podcast maker, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Crime Scene and Cupcakes. And I know our podcast generally focuses around the Kansas area, but this case started in San Antonio, ventured to Oklahoma, and it could be in Illinois, it could be in Florida, it could be in Kansas, it could be where you are. That's why it is so important to get this case out there. So I want to thank you beforehand for sharing the information about the case of Ava Grace Baldwin Hopper. Do you remember the last time you saw your one of your children? Do you remember the last time you spoke to one of your children? I can almost bet a hundred percent. In fact, I'll bet a hundred dollars that you do. We all do. Our children are so important to us. And as parents, we are constantly worried about them. Even as they become teenagers and adults and they poo-poo us, I know my youngest who I still treat like a baby, when I text him, just, are you okay? I haven't heard from you in a while. And I'm sure he just wonders what the hell is wrong with this woman. I have a life. In fact, he's on the radio. I hear his voice. I know where he is, but I need to hear him talk to me as the parent. Think about the moment you last heard or talked to your child. And then I want you to think about David Hopper. Because the last time David Hopper knew where his daughter, Ava Baldwin, was, it was September 17th, 2015. It was on that day six-year-old Ava disappeared from San Antonio. She was with her mom, Catherine Katie Baldwin. David had received a call from the principal of Ava's school saying Ava had not been to school for 21 days. I want you to think about that for a moment. How terrifying that had to be. So after multiple, and we're going to get to the full story with David and Catherine, Katie Baldwin here shortly, but let's go back to September 17th, 2015. David gets this call from the principal and a bolt of fear runs 
through him because he knows Catherine Baldwin hasn't been the most reliable source with his daughter. So he sends someone who is reliable in the area because he's living in Oklahoma at this time that he's battling for custody for his daughter. And he sends someone to where Catherine and Ava are supposed to be living. And there is no sign of Ava or Katie anywhere. In fact, the closest thing David has had to know where Ava might be was that Catherine Baldwin's abandoned car was found in a local parking lot on April of 2016. But that's been it. No sign of Ava or Katie has turned up since. So let's talk about the story of David and Catherine. Catherine and David's relationship did not start out as that fairy tale relationship you hear about. So it's not hard to understand how quickly it dissolved into a nightmare for David. David and Catherine, or Katie, as she's known by some, were only married a little over a month before she left. And there were some estranged communications and David requested a divorce. He had no idea at the time that Catherine Baldwin was carrying his child. By that time, David was living in Oklahoma. His ex-wife, Catherine, she was living in San Antonio. And David gets a call or a message from Catherine stating she needs financial support for their child. And I can't imagine how that had to have been a shock for David. So after some legal back and forth and getting DNA testing done and all of that is out of the way, David meets Ava and he falls in love with this baby girl. And they develop the father-daughter bond. But as he's going through his visits with her and trying to video and take pictures of every moment, he begins to quickly realize the erratic environment that she was living in was very unhealthy for his little girl. She missed 39 days of school in one year. There were times that the school would have to keep Ava because there was no one to care for the five-year-old. Authorities would be contacted because three-year-old Ava was left alone to fend for herself. There was another time where, because Ava had missed so much school, that Catherine Baldwin 
painted dots on Ava to say she had chicken pox so she wouldn't have to take her to school. Of course, school authorities quickly, they know what chicken pox looks like. This wasn't even close. So through all of this, David decides the best thing for Ava would be for him to get full custody because not saying David is perfect, but he has a strong family who is willing to help. But it was during all the battles that they were fighting when Ava and Catherine disappeared. And the courts, they decided to award David custody, but by then it was too late. Now in the meantime, David Hopper has remained steadfast in his hunt for his daughter. He talked recently about the case from Oklahoma, and he had said, we had joint custody, and when we went back to court another time, she just didn't show up. After six months, that's when I got a call from the school saying my daughter was missing. After verifying that they were truly gone, I contacted missing persons in San Antonio and we have been looking for Ava ever since. When David describes Ava, he talks about how active she was with cheerleading, soccer, gymnastics, and tumbling. And I truly hope she has been able to maintain those pursuits today. But compounding the terror that any father would face when their child disappears. Hopper is also concerned because Baldwin is known to use prescription drugs and alcohol. He only says, I would say my daughter is not in good hands. He talked about this with In Pursuit with John Walsh. He also talked about how Katie often shares a story with many in a way to get help or assistance, stating she is being stalked. In a way, that's true because she is being stalked or chased by law enforcement, by U.S. Marshals, because she is a wanted fugitive. But Katie is using the vulnerable woman story to gain assistance. And it appears she is very good at manipulating. Felony warrant has been issued for the arrest of the alleged abductor, Catherine Baldwin. She also faces a charge of interfering with child custody. Law enforcement says they believe Baldwin is moving frequently. U.S. Marshals pointed out that Baldwin was born in Oklahoma and still has family in the state. It's also possible she could be visiting homeless and women shelters. During one of his interviews, Hopper addresses Ava directly and says, Your daddy loves you and he misses you and he wants you to come home. 
He also had said, Ava has a large family here in Oklahoma, and we just want to get our arms back around her. If there's anybody out there that's seen her, please help me. Now, Ava's father and his family have set up a Facebook page that is titled Letters to Ava. They are hoping that if she happens to get on social media, if she's able to at all see this, she will know that her father's family has not for one second, one day, forgotten about her. And what has really touched my heart is as it's not only letters from her father and her father's family, and they have tried to get Catherine's family also involved. Catherine's family has been strangely silent, but they have attempted to get them involved. But what I've also seen is Ava has letters from complete strangers, people who just want her to know that they care with the struggles she might be going through. They care about Ava. Complete strangers are looking for her and hoping that those messages will be seen by her at one point someday. Now, according to sources, Ava Baldwin and Katie Baldwin might be in Chicago, Illinois. There was a tip they were operating a 2014 Ford Escape from Illinois with the license plate Q292793. Hopper speculates that Ava might be in the Quad Cities because she has family in Moline. Her grandfather was a former church preacher. Ava's grandfather told Local 4 News that since 2015, he hasn't seen or spoken to either Ava or her mother. They have reached out to Dennis Harker of the Quad Cities Missing Persons Network, who is also trying to help cover Ava's case and bring awareness since she might be in the area. According to Eric Herr of the volunteer group Search and Support San Antonio, the success of searches dramatically depends on the community's willingness to lend a hand. That's you guys out there listening, you guys on social media, you internet detectives. He advises families struggling with a missing child to have the most recent pictures of their kids visible to everyone. Now, when you have a Facebook page that opens yourself up to not only amazing people with hopes, wishes, and amazing internet detectives and researchers, you can also open yourself up to 
the dark side. And some accusations were making rounds on the internet, claiming the well-known mother-daughter duo known as Bebop and BB, that they were Ava and Catherine, who have been missing since 2015. Now, the investigators take no tip lightly. They thoroughly investigate anything and everything that anybody brings to them. And they have checked this duo thoroughly. And they have been able to determine they are not Catherine and Ava. Even though this tip has continued to attract a lot of other followers and citizen detectives who relentlessly try to follow this thread, it is not valid. If you have speculations, if you have thoughts, I understand you might be doing something that you think is helping the family, but go through the proper channels. If you think you have something that might help the family, this family has an amazing page. You can send a message. You can ask and talk to them and they will have an honest discussion with you and they will send things on to investigators. If you think you have a valid piece of information that you don't think should be shared with the family, then send it to the investigator. There are others who say, Ava is with her mom. They should know she's okay. She's with her mother, so she's safe. Now, anyone who has come from a toxic background knows those words aren't true. Number one, it's not 100% sure Ava is with her mother. Everybody needs to remember that. Number two, beyond mental health issues, possible drug dependence, and all the other problems that could be going on if she is with her mother, this is a young girl having to live her life on the run. She has had to hide her identity and being a teenager is hard enough. Then to add possibly falling in love and her own natural struggles with her identity of who she is and who she wants to be. Identity of a family all the things that normal teenagers have to deal with. And you're having to deal with the fact that she still remembers her father. She was taken away at an age. Her memories were active. So whatever she is being told, all of that inflicts mental, emotional damage. The bottom line is, what is best for Ava? Ava needs to be found. She needs help with all that has happened to her. And she deserves the opportunity to be who she chooses to be. So let's take a moment. I'm going to have some links so you guys can go to Ava's case. And let's take the anniversary of Ava going missing and let's jumpstart it and turn it into the day Ava is found.
Thank you for listening. Find us on our Instagram and Twitter where we'll be sharing pictures and information about this case. And also, in case you hadn't seen on our Twitter and our Instagram, Krista Martin's case is now one of the cases that is on the website Uncovered, where it gives a chance for um, seasoned individuals to be able to research and put their theories out there about Krista Martin's crime. Also, the Wichita Police Department has a website for unsolved cases. They also have two detectives that are now assigned to the unsolved cases. That information is on our Instagram. We are incredibly excited to see that Krista Martin's case is on there. So it's extremely exciting to see and be able to see other unsolved crimes. And we will be sharing those crimes with you and seeing what we can do to raise awareness on those crimes as well. Again, if you have any information on any unsolved crimes that have happened in the Wichita or Sedgwick County area, also you can go to the Sedgwick County website, which we will provide on our Instagram as well. Go to either one of those. We'll also be providing those links on our podcast as well. So you can go to those, look at the unsolved crimes, and if you have any information, please do not hesitate. Whatever information you have, big or small, can make a difference. Look for us next week and we'll have a new podcast. Thanks a lot. Stay safe.